Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke-Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television, but today we're actually going to talk about a documentary we watched framing Britney Spears, which is, uh, we watched it on Hulu, I think it was on FX, but it's the New York Times documentary series, and it is all about hashtag free Britney, folks, have you watched it? Well, we're going to talk about it, and if you don't want it to get spoiled for yourself, you could pause it after we talk about all the bullcrap at the beginning of the show, and we take our break, and then we come back, we talk about that show, and maybe you could catch up, or maybe just let us tell you what it's about, because uh, it's pretty wild, is it not, Ash? I did not know what we were getting into, and I, you know, people were talking about it on Twitter, friends were asking me if I'd watched it yet, and I knew, I had an idea of what was going to be seen, I had an idea of what they were going to reveal to us, I knew that Britney had been done dirty, but I had no idea the extent of that dirt done. Yeah, and we just uh, want to talk about it. I mean, Britney is uh, is a big old uh, star in this country, uh, and and she it's a weird situation going on over there. Um, but uh, Ash, you said you want to talk about some crap before that. Well, I got a couple of things on the old docket. What, what kind of craps you got in there? First and foremost, I have a YouTube channel, and it's called Welcome to My Desk. I don't know if you guys know about it, but I don't think I've actually talked about it on the podcast at all. But basically, I work for an hour a day online. You can come work with me. Um, we get a lot done. Okay, so basically every day there's a new video where I am working, there's white noise, and it's just like we do 25 minutes, we have a chit chat in the middle, and then we do another 25 minutes of work. And it's been super helpful for me the past couple of months, just getting things done, you know, not taking things off that to-do list, babe, that never-ending to-do list. But there's two things I wanted to talk to you about, Nick. First and foremost is that I didn't realize like how much goes into making a YouTube video, you know, because with the podcast, it's like very conversational. I have you here. If I stumble, you're right there to pick me up with a fun little thing. Yeah, like right now, shit. No. Okay, I was trying to (laughs) catch you up with a cute little thing. But when you're all on your own and you're just talking to a camera. Oh, did you stumble? Fuck. Yeah. I, what? I was just doing you're a You're making me stumble. I, I was trying to have you, you stumble, stumble and then I was going to pick you up with a cute little thing. Those cute little things things were uh me saying shit and then fuck i just have like a lot of respect for youtubers now like i didn't before i was just like what are they doing they're just talking at a camera come on i talk into a microphone all the time now i'm like wow they must have trained for hours you know and when but sometimes when we watch your guy for example we were watching your guy last night that you love what's his name wang yeah wang i love wang That's your guy. W-H-A-N-G. Do you guys watch Wang videos? Uh, It seems like a very specific audience for the Wang videos. Right or no? Maybe it's broad. I would say 90% male. (laughs) Well, you watch the (laughs) Wang videos, and I I like them. Because you're there. You're you're putting them on. Well, quickly, Wang is just a guy who puts little, like, internet documentaries together about, like, obscure stuff that happened, uh, usually internet-based things. But he's been around and got a little popular so uh he's broadened his horizons a little bit as a matter of fact last night we watched uh the video he's describing what really happened with the paris hilton sex tape and i learned some information i didn't know about it did you first off the sex tape is one night in paris and second off he like he teased that video as being like i'm gonna tell you the real story behind that sex tape and then he just like described legal battles for 20 minutes i was like this is not interesting at all i like minutia Anyway, I'm trying to say with this guy is that do you have you noticed his editing techniques? Yes, yeah. It's he just, says a sentence every time he says a sentence, it's like a new cut. Yeah, he cuts, but so that's nice. Okay, it I'm like nice. I'm watching him last night, and I'm like, oh, well, that's the way to do it. Well, he cuts his ahs and his ums out, you know, and then if he has to stop because. They those type of guys who make the documentaries, they write scripts for themselves and they're reading off of a prompter. Well, that's what I should do because and, yeah. I'm messing things up. But Ashley, I mean, your video is really 10 minutes of you talking, right? Or five minutes of you talking? Yeah, How there's much? an intro. There's like a two minute intro, five minute break, and then two minute outro. So, I mean, you're only talking right there for eight minutes, yeah. right? Or whatever. Yeah, nine ish. Yeah. And so, I mean, and your point. And you're just kind of talking about a little topic, kind of like almost like a mini little podcast. So, it's not like you have like a script where you're laying out two girls, one cup and the history behind it. I know, but if I get something wrong, I can't go in there and do like a jump edit. 
because it's supposed to be all like a block. It's a natural block as if you and I are just sitting down at a desk right. working together. So a lot of times I will mess things up and then they just have to go up there. Like today's video, for example, the whole break, I talk about like my five favorite things. That's what I, that's how I introduce the break. Hey guys, I know we've been doing writing tips the past couple of weeks, but today I'm going to talk about my five favorite things currently. You know, I thought, why not? Sounds I like, great. That sounds like a great episode. Right? That's what YouTubers do. And they talk how, about that, stuff they're into. That came out uh, today at 10 a.m., right? It came out today at 10 a.m., but here's the thing, Nick. That's how I introduced it. I only got through three things, and then I forgot that I had introduced it as five, and so now it's just up there. It lives forever where I just say three things, and I never readdress the fact that I was teasing five possible faves. So... What I would do if I were you in the editing process is put a little uh, subtitle that says it's actually going to be five. Three. Or it's actually going to be three, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I can do that. But don't you think that takes away from the ambiance of it just being no. natural and raw and two people working next to it each other? It is natural and raw. I, I, to me, it feels like there's going to be flubs like that because you're you're doing a lot. What that is it's called live to tape yes. is what you're doing. Thank and you. I knew it had a name. It's really tough and uh, it's hard to do. I mean, um, there they, some television shows go live to tape and uh, it's tough. Like I've worked behind the scenes on a bunch of different game shows. They go live to tape because there's a, there's a studio audience. Mm. Um, they really try because of, you know, time is money, baby. Time is money. Yeah. So the crew can't stay overtime and there's going to be four tapings in a row. You better make Make sure you nail it. Um, and they go live to tape, but they, they will screw stuff up and they will have to redo a uh, a game if somebody screws something up. But it's hard. And I think it's all about the editing afterwards because okay. it's not live to live. It's live to tape, which means you get to edit it later. So there's a skill set in that. And you should uh, develop those skills where if like, you know, you flub something, you know, to be able to reset yourself and then be able to edit it and figure out some camera tricks. And for you, the way that your vibe is, I think it would be very natural for you to just throw a little caption in there that actually tells the audience. Okay, what's I've going done on. I've done the caption once when I called my false shamrock a fake shamrock. That's a plant that I have, and I called it a fake shamrock. It's actually called a false shamrock. So I did a caption there, and and then I felt like that was really down and dirty. I felt like I was cheating, but maybe you're right. I'll throw another caption in there. I'll do my uh, maybe I'll do that for today's video. I think you should. I mean, also, there was a point in the video where you texted me while you were doing this video, and you told me to bring you up a one bar. Yeah. And I did, and I tossed a one bar to you. Now, is that going to be in the video? That's making the vid, babe, because I also discuss it. It's one of the things I recommend. It's one of my fave things. Is, that dark chocolate with sea salt one bar is so good. It's great. It yeah. made the cut. Um, you I'm know pissed what? I can't eat it. We're, I'm keto again, by the way. Oh, I thought that was keto friendly. Nah. It, it's got too much, too many carbs in it. It's oh. really good if you're just like dieting, but it really, if you really count up the carbs and the sugar you're allowed to have, it would like blow your whole load mm, in, in one, one bar. Yeah. Well, one it's thing the I with do. The magic spoon too. It's kind oh, of that way. I just had a bowl. There's a difference between keto foods and keto friendly foods. Spoiler alert: It's Sunday night, and um, Gabby and Chris came over to play, to hang out, and and to play three hours of Monopoly with us, which we will get to in a second. Gabby is my sister, and Chris is her partner. Yeah, significant other, and they ordered pizza as is the tradition we love to order pizza when chris and gab are in the house and so nick's like we're gonna order pizza i'm recording my video and i'm like oh yeah get me my cauliflower pizza and then he texts back no babe it's too much. It's too many carbs. It's not good for us. Because I'm also, you know, jumping on this health train with Nick. So I was like, fine, I'll get a salad. It's loaded with cheese and walnuts. It'll fill me up. Babe, as soon as you left the house an hour ago to walk Ralph, I mm -hmm. had the biggest bowl of Magic Spoon. Did you eat Magic Spoon? Yeah, wow. I have to. I'm so hungry. See, I think I'm going to cook myself something after this. Um, I don't know what I'm going to, but I'm excited for it. Uh, to, to eat a nice a nice meal. Well, I do want to get into um, our new our, our new lives with our air fryer we in a second. We have to. We have to. But I want to say before we move off of this YouTube thing, one thing that I have edited out, and I'm wondering if you do this with our podcast, I suck my teeth a lot and I have like to this? edit. Yeah. Yeah. 
I do that constantly. Sorry Sorry that we just did that in your ear. I know there are some times where I'm making, I I can notice that I make a gross noise on, on the, on the mic. It's really tough. We don't have cough buttons here, folks, you know, and I don't have, I don't get paid enough money. I don't get paid any money to do this podcast. So to go and get all the, the breathing and the ahs and the ums out of my recording, I, I just don't have the will to do it during the editing process. So, um, I apologize uh, now that you brought it up for any weird noises you've ever heard in one of us make (laughs) on these things, but. Um, yeah, it's noticeable. Um, not so, not for you. I mean, I'm not saying I notice for you, but like I do notice when people don't take care of like their breathing mm. or like the way that they're sucking in air um, mm-hmm. uh, or like clearing their throat on, uh, a, on a mic. And I'm sure we've done all of these things. God. Um, but um, or like sniffle, you know, sniffling is like, uh, you know, making don't, those noise. Well, you don't have to well, do I mean, it. You know you that I'm doing it now, so you know that it's not a real it. sniffle. You know what I mean? I had no idea I did that. That's like a nervous tick I have, and I didn't realize it until I was watching these videos and I'm editing my uh, my break chat. Can you can you kind of like show us what you mean? Like give us like what a, like a little fake break chat for a second and then give us like a teeth suck to see what you mean? Yeah, so I'll be like talking and I'll be like, yeah, so we're going to get some advice from, um, uh, who did I find? Okay, yeah, it's going to be David oh, Lynch. See, that's and, not too bad. But it's there. It's kind of cute. It's, okay, well, that's because you love me. But if you're, if you're just someone who's watching me, you're going to be like, why does she keep doing that? You know, I told you recently about a podcast that I listened to. Yeah. That I'm... I loved with a D. There's mm-hmm. a D on the end of that. I loved this podcast. I used to listen to it all the time. And one of the hosts started clearing... Or she always cleared her throat a lot, but then it just has increased dramatically over the winter. She's constantly clearing her throat. She's got dry, all those uh, all the heaters on in the winter. And I, I thought, I contemplated... It's hard, by the way, when you are when you have headphones in and someone is clearing their throat in your ear. Yeah, it's very it distracting. Tough. It is tough. And that's uh, why I, I, I try to be mindful of it, but I'm sure that we're not, yeah. Yeah, so she, would, she was doing it. I would say, like, let's say on average she was doing it three times an episode, and then it felt like it was getting to, like, five or six. And so I thought about writing in. And I was like, I'm just going to write them a letter and, like, be like, oh, my God, I love you guys so much. I think you're so great. But um, is there any way that when this one host clears her throat, she could just turn her head away from the microphone? I'm like, no big deal if that's not an option. Just wondering if there is a way around that. And I decided not to do that. I'm mainly because I hate when people write it to me and ask me to do something um, that or to stop doing something that's bothering them. So... I didn't do that, and then I just didn't listen to the podcast for like a month, and then I listened to it. This is a convoluted story, but I hope you all you all are staying with me. Then I listened to it last week. Would you believe it that she introduced that episode saying someone had written in and yeah. said she cleared their th- her throat too much, and then she was like mean to the person who yeah. wrote in. Well, there you go. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad that's yeah. not me, and then I unsubscribed. Oh, did you really unsubscribe? Well, no. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you lied and then and then turn around on it real quick. I unsubscribed in my heart. Well, how about that? I thought about unsubscribing. You know, before you move into our new lives that we were speaking about, uh, you did mention that we just uh, got done playing. Well, we sort of got done playing a game of Monopoly. Yeah. Um, and uh, haven't played Monopoly in a while. Uh, the we, easily the worst board game it of is all the game. board games. Why do you games. think? Why do you think it sucks? I I do not like Monopoly. I like board games that involve like creative thinking. That's not just like oh I roll the dice and either I have the opportunity to buy something or I have to pay someone money. I like there yeah. to be some like bigger picture. You it know? is a game of chance. Sort it's of. a game of chance. Yeah. Oh, I just did it. I just did you hear that? I, I just didn't. did it. <laughs> Shit. Um, you know, I love risk, you know, like you, you might think like, oh, risk is a game of chance because you're, you, you don't really know where you're going to go or, or the, the dice roll, but you have a bigger picture in mind. Monopoly is just like buying and paying and rolling and it's just not interesting. Board games should have another level to them. Yeah, Monopoly, you're just like handing your money over or somebody's handing you money. That's, yeah. that's the whole game. And the only time it actually gets interesting is if you're making a deal with someone. But like I play with you 
and you're nasty. And I am. So how am I nasty? <laughs> you are. You get really personal with the deals. Don't get me started with nasty because everybody was pretty nasty to me in this game. Well, that's and you because... made it. You made it unfun for me because it was like I didn't even really have any. I had nowhere to go with it because everybody was against me in Monopoly. <laughs> and the only reason everybody is against me in Monopoly is because like I'm better than everybody else. That is not true. You just not think at you the game. Are, I mean like in real rude. I mean like in real life. No, I, mean, I know what you mean, babe, and you're not and because it's rude. It's because I'm like pretty much the head of the household. So you no. got everybody could be, like beat up on me. No, what happened was I was trying to make a deal with someone and then you all of a sudden saddled up next to me and you butted in and you messed up my deal and so then I had it out for you. The deal that was being cut you know, and then eventually did get cut is the reason why you won the game. Yes, that is. is true. It is. And I saw that coming as a strategist and I was trying to explain. You're not allowed to jump into someone else's deal like that. that. If Listen, you had Boardwalk. It's rude. And, and, and Chris was going to basically hand you over uh, Baltic, right? Isn't Park that, Place. Park Place, right? He wasn't going to hand it to but me. But I mean, it was like he was giving you the, uh, the the monopoly on it. And then that means you could start putting out. Folks, you put up a, a goddamn house on Boardwalk and you land on it. It's like a billion dollars to whoever like lands on it. It's like 200. And that's when you start being And I'm trying to tell Chris, you're really going to give her the monopoly over on Boardwalk? That's it's you're, you're handing her the game, basically. And then he didn't do the deal or something happened. And then eventually you did do the deal, the same deal with him. He made a, a, a fatal move. And uh, ended up winning you the game, correct? I was right. You know what? When this was happening, like a few hours ago, yes, and you were in, you had um, interrupted the deal that I was making, which, by the way, was very friendly and just uh, totally above board. You brought back a really um, upsetting memory. I triggered you. You, I, I don't want to say triggered, but you did bring to the surface a memory from this summer. When we were playing uh, I Monopoly. Was really, I was really, we didn't play Monopoly this summer. We did. And um, I had Boardwalk and um, someone else, I think you had Park Place. You had Park Place and right. I wanted to get Park Place from you and I was trying to make deals with you. And do you know what you did? What did I do? Do you have any idea? No. Not I mean, only. I, I have, a, I have a, uh, uh, an inkling. Not only did you not give me. Not only did you refuse to make a deal with me, right? But you gave the card away for free to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it. All right, I did. And you know who I gave it to? My legally blind grandmother. That's who I gave it to. Yeah, just to spite me, not because you're loving, not because because you're a sweet grandson. Because I was trying to help out. No, you're such. (laughs) You were putting such a spin on this. I was being forced to play that game. And I did not want to yeah, play Monopoly. You were that being day. forced to and play when it. You're, when you're being forced to play Monopoly. And so you took it out on me. No, I took it out on everybody. No one liked me that game. No one did. Nan sure did. Yeah, I was giving because she loves to win. You saw that tonight. She got pissed when she was losing. She's a sore loser. And I'll tell you what. All right. And then here's what it was. I tried to tell Chris, go back to this game. I tried to tell Chris, don't give her Park Place. It's over for us. Eventually he does. But then what happens is I'm trying to get another railroad and make a deal with my grandmother, another railroad and you and everybody pipes up. Oh, with the railroads. And then she's like, you're trying to take advantage of me. I'm like, I'm paying you for one of the railroads. And then that set this whole thing where it was like, everybody was gunning for me. And it it makes no sense. Makes no sense. You know, guys, by the way, how fun is it to listen to people talk about monopoly, a game of monopoly. Not only is monopoly not fun to play. I, it can't be fun to listen to people talk I about it. I landed on somebody on my uh, uh, my grandmother's property who had like three houses. I had to pay her $750. Everybody chanted $750, $750 over and over again because basically I'm being bankrupt. And then somebody landed on uh, something and owed somebody else $600. And everybody was like, it was $600. And they just handed it over. Everybody loved seeing me pay almost $1,000. Gabby and I came to together and basically both gave you property so that you could get a monopoly on it i mean sure i charged you 500 for it did whatever anybody else did but we allowed you to get a monopoly on something so maybe because we felt bad for you Uh, no that's not true because everybody was allowing people to get these things and i don't even think the bartering should even happen in that game it makes no sense 
because then it's just like you're the first person you land on something so now i'm just like everybody has a billion dollars in front of them before you start landing on properties that have houses and hotels on them so everybody can afford to give a thousand dollars in the beginning of the game to get a property i find that to be wrong and i bet you it's against the rules what what no well, listen, I'm done with Monopoly. Maybe I'll play Monopoly Junior. Maybe I'll play Monopoly, the I never, New York Yankees version, but I'm never playing that regular Monopoly again. I never want to play Monopoly. Even Domino's is more fun than Monopoly. Domino's kind of sucks as well, but it's also a game of chance. It's like, did you mm, pick the no, right No, it's thing? not because you can decide when to put something down based on will it benefit you in the future. Here's the problem because we play. This is why I don't like playing the... Uh, uh, dominoes because we play with my grandma and my grandma can't see her dominoes so then what happens is we have to tell her what she has in front of her and put put it in the right yeah. place it's like we're just playing against each yeah, other we're just playing you're playing against yourself yeah. you know what I mean it's and like it's solitaire like there's, and she wins every time and you're just like how are you winning it's like because everybody's looking to see the best choice yeah. for you we're, it's, <laughs> yeah the and whole it's group it's kind of like that helping. with Monopoly too where it's just she doesn't know what property she's landed on if I really was trying to win I would never tell her that she's She's landed on Virginia Avenue. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of a, a, a bullshit thing to begin with. It is fun that we all chanted $750. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody loved seeing me go bankrupt. It's because you had been a dick to everybody I earlier was not, in the was game. I being a dick? You came in hot. You came in hot. You were I trying. did not came in. I could have come in so... I could have played some real mental games with everybody, but I didn't. You were... At one time, I did tell my grandmother that I'm going to get a lawyer <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> And I'm going to become a, her conservator. Yeah, Nick kept threatening Nan. He's like, as soon as they leave the house tonight, <laughs> That's it. it's over. Just, here's what the thing. I tried to get the goddamn railroad from her. And everybody yeah, because Nick like, had three railroads. Like, no, I had two. And everybody was like, don't give him the railroads. Don't get. And I'm like, why is everybody getting involved in my... I'm trying to do what everybody else is doing, buying properties from people. And then immediately, in mine. immediately, she tried. she sold her railroad to somebody else for the same amount of money. Yeah. It was bullshit. It was just to see me get shit on. And then I, I told her, I was like, I'm going to get a lawyer and I'm going to become, I'm going to sue you so hard that I'm your grandma. And then every, I, first of all, I thought that was a very funny line. That and was then, a great line. Yeah. My sister Gabby said, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even give me the, no one even gave me the laugh on how funny that was. She, Gabby so just hard. looked at me and she was like, that's, that's weird. <laughs> Like that's weird. <laughs> I'm gonna sue you so hard. I'm your grandma. That's good. Yeah. I didn't laugh because I was trying to ice you out. Yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> was being real shitty to me. I felt like Kevin in the house in uh, Big Brother 19. Everybody was just isolating me in the corner. It was bullshit. What's your favorite board game out of all the board games? Uh, I like playing. I've played it once. We own it. It's not opened, and we'll never play it because my grandmother won't understand the concept of it and it's two small pieces and blah 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 but i i like settlers of Catan. yeah it's me really too. it was really it's fun good. i played it like two games in a row like one night 10 years ago and we own it and we just can't you can't play with two people and we're in a we're in a pandemic and it's just like it sucks i can't yeah. i can't really play it i also like risk we should play risk with your dad Risk is another game where you're rolling dice for the rest of your life. No, but it's, it's fun like, though. Risk, you have like you you have a mission. You know what you're trying to do with Risk. I, I don't know. I, I may never play another game ever. Um, you will always say that after we play I a game. I just don't know if I can do it. But I, you know what I am doing now is I'm eating a whole lot of keto foods, folks. Okay, we, so I Nick am went on keto. keto. Yep, I'm keto. Nick's on keto, and he, today it's one week. Congrats, babe. Thank you very much. I'm not on keto, but I am on like. I'm not eating crap, basically. I'm not eating bread. I'm not eating processed foods. No donuts for old ABR. No ice cream. No sweets. Will I have rice in the future? Probably. I will have beans. I will. I do eat fruit. I eat whole foods. I guess I'm on Whole30 is what I'm on. But so Nick decides he's going to start. Don't you even. You know, I don't want just, you to pass any opinion on my diet at all. Diet I don't want you on. to do. Here's I don't want thing. you to say it. I don't want you to say it. I'm just saying that you're half here, half there, which means you're nowhere, babe. That because listen, make you're sense. not whole. You're not whole thirty because you're eating one bars and I guess I am eating cheese. one bar. And that's that's not whole thirty. I'm having magic spoon and, and as well. And you're not keto because you're eating. 
you know, apples and you're, you know what I mean? Like, but you I'm not eating bread. Lane. You gotta pick a lane. Babe, my, my lane is no bread. Okay. Can you be happy with that? Okay. As long as you're no, as long as you don't eat bread. Okay. So I'm no bread. I'm no bread gal. You're no bread gal. And, um, so Nick decides he's going to start keto last week and I don't know what I was doing, but he pops his head in the room wherever I am and he's like, Hey, I'm going to start keto tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to go get some keto foods. And then he pauses and he looks at me. He's got a twinkle in his eye. And he says, I'm going to get us a present. And I was like, mm, what's he going to get us? A cake for no. our last night? You said, this is what you said to me. Do you remember? What I You're say? like, don't, I don't want to eat meat. Don't bring back meats. <laughs> she thought, like, thought I was going to bring like a big ham hock here. Like, here's our present. You make me sound so grating. I don't want to eat no meat. That's not what I sound like. Don't don't come back here with any of that beef. I thought maybe you would get us some cupcakes for our last night, something like that. But no, folks, it was even better. It was a drum roll, please. Bum ba bum ba bum. Air fryer. We already said it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we said it already. Listen, guys, it's late. It's late. Usually we get up in the morning, we record these podcasts, we're doing it late at night. So this is the God, loopy it's edition. 8, it's 8.30 p.m. Yeah, usually I'm in, tu- in the tub by so now. So we are, uh, yeah, we're air fryer people now. We're air fryer I people I don't know now. why it took this long, because the air fryer is a pretty fantastic piece of equipment. I was against it because my friend's husband said it was bad for you, okay? That's why. He said that when you fry things, they get, co- there's some sort of... It, it, I can't explain the science of it, but he basically said air fryers like cause the oil to go into the food instead of coating it and frying the outside of the food so that you're absorbing more oil, eating but more there's oil. there's no oil in there. I don't know. I <laughs> don't understand. Air. I don't get it. It's air. I mean, you could put oil on things. I haven't done much of that, but um, no, I mean, I'm sure there's, everything is going to kill you, but you know what this... Uh, will allow you to uh, have delicious crispy wings without all that fuss. I have had, I've enjoyed it a great deal. I was super against it. Nick brought it home. I decided to embrace it with one arm open, not both, because I want to encourage Nick on his, um, you know, his healthy diet or his plans for a healthy diet. He's not eating as much meat and cheese as he was the first time with keto. And it does seem like air fryers incorporate or like make eating vegetables a little easier. So I'm on board with that. So Nick gets his air fryer and I, uh, he makes a couple of things for me. And folks, I am 100% convinced. I love it. He made us zucchini fries battered in almond flour. So good. My little babe was in the kitchen whipping up a sriracha ranch for us to dip it in. Delicious. That's right. And then on Saturday... When he was uh, working, I, I was going to make some shishito peppers, put them in the old saute pan, saute them up. Nick says, toss them in the air fryer. You know what I did? And they were so good. Because they crisp them up. Crisp them up. Yeah. They were perfectly blistered shishito peppers. And, and I bet you with shishito peppers, it was like, put it on 400 for four minutes. Yeah, it was super done. short. It, it's so quick. And it's such a dummy dumb machine. Like, it's idiot proof. I mean, the, the air fryer that we got, we got the, um, the instant pot. Uh, whatever the whatever the, the brand, instant brand, yeah. Um, and it's it's fantastic. I mean, you just literally just press air fryer, press the number, and then press the degrees, and then halfway through, it tells you at you know flip food. And if you don't have to flip food, you just leave it. But if you do have to flip food, you just pull the little tray out, and then you flip the food and you put it back, and it continues, and then it just turns off. Then you just pull it out and eat that. So, so I was watching. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna run through what we've made so far. I oh, mean, okay. Do you want to you say your thing first? I was just gonna say I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers. Speaking of YouTube, and she was giving an apartment tour, and she was like, "And this is what my kitchen's all about." And it was the air fryer that you had bought. Yeah, that's the one. That's I, apparently I, the Cadillac of air fryers. Googled it. It seems pretty awesome. I mean, uh, as far and it's not that expensive. It really isn't. And she says that she uses it to dehydrate fruit. So apparently that's an option. I'm going to look into that. Oh, that's interesting. To make like jerky? I guess she makes, yeah, like apple slices. Like dried pears Yeah, or stuff like that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so initially, let's see. What's the first thing that I threw in there? Do you remember? We made shrimp. That's right. So I went and I got, I looked for some quick rep- recipes and I was like, okay, wings are something definitely I want. 
Um, and then let's see what else. Let's see what Ashley would eat. And uh, I was like, oh, shrimp. And I looked. I mean, we made like a little like a lemon, a salt and pepper mixture. A lemon pepper shrimp. Right. Ooh. Like put it, put the shrimp in. A, it was like um, they were defrosted, the ones that we used. We put them in a bag with like a lemon juice, salt and pepper, shook that bag up. Then we just put them in the air fryer. And in like 15 minutes, we had like the crispiest lemon pepper shrimp ever. It was, They were so good. I put them over a spinach salad. I mean, I couldn't believe it i was like are we at a restaurant right now yeah. excuse me waiter it was nice um we made those zucchini fries i threw a goddamn frozen steak in there mm. and in 20 minutes it was like ready to eat and it was perfect i didn't know that yeah i've made wings i mean you saw me munching on those wings like i couldn't even be like no one could talk to me that night those wings were they looked incredible i had my wings here and i was like gonna make like a uh, like a hot sauce with it i'm like i just kind of want regular wings and i'll put some hot sauce on it. and i did and it was like so quick so easy you've um, been making hard-boiled eggs motherfucker i just put <laughs> i put three four friggin eggs in the thing at like 260 for like 10 minutes and they come out perfectly hard-boiled it's like no mess no fuss. And what's great about the hard-boiled eggs is you don't have to clean the goddamn thing afterwards. It's like, that's like a free meal because that yeah. is the one thing. Like, if you don't want, like, to be super sloppy, you should be pulling the tray out and kind of, you know, wiping it down and giving it a quick clean and dry before you make the next thing. Um, but uh, with the eggs, it's like, that's a free meal in the beginning. Mm. There's some, oh, I made that, that remember the, the chicken sausage I made the other day? Oh, yeah. God. Now, I have to say, I like the chicken, I, I, by the way, I did eat. I've had yeah, two Ashley chicken sausages. Has, has a couple of chicken sausages every now and again. I have a couple of chicken and sausages. You'll have, you'll have a turkey sausage. And for I'll breakfast have a turkey sometimes. sausage for breakfast sometimes. I I guess I don't know. It, what, is there like a type of diet where you just don't eat beef or pork? Whatever that is, that's me. Because I will also have like a bite of duck. I guess I eat birds. Ugh, that's sad. That's foul. That is foul. Hey, what is it the thing we were going to ask? We asked Nanny if she wanted, and she was like, no, I don't eat the holy animal. Shrimp. That oh, was very yeah. funny. We are like, do you want a shrimp? They're so good. And she was like, no, I don't like shrimp. We're like, why? She's like, I don't like the idea of eating a whole, an entire animal. And, I, and we're like, huh? <laughs> she was like, yeah, it just seems weird. And I'm like, as she's like munching down on her like, you know, chicken sandwich. Chicken or pot her, pie. She yeah. was eating a chicken pot pie and being like, yeah, I can't eat a shrimp. So you'd rather like a, a chicken just be diced up and eat, eat its arms and that's it. <laughs> and that seems more humane to you. Uh, but I think it's just the, the chicken and the chicken pot pie. Pretty hidden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that chicken? Is it a potato? We don't know. Could be either. It's coated in cream. Whatever right. it is. <laughs> whatever you better it believe is. it ain't keto. So we're pretty jazzed on the air fryer. Um, I got some plans. I mean, it's like anytime I look for anything like, can you cook this in an air fryer? It's like, yeah, here's how you do it. It's like, whoa, they're co people are cooking chopped meat in this thing. I don't know how that works, but I guess it does. What do you mean? Know. Like a burger? Like ground beef? Yeah, like oh, a burger or something. I really don't know. God, um, I fucked up my HelloFresh so bad this week. You have so much HelloFresh meat to I eat. I know. That's why I was I was looking for yeah. that. I was like, Did you find it? Yeah. I No, I looked for the weather because it's chopped meat, right? Well, yeah, it's two things of ground beef and then two chicken breasts. Yeah, so like that, I was like, what am I going to the ground beef in there and i think you can and i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna make maybe i'll just make a burger i don't know what i'm gonna do mm. with that stuff you could just do like also a saute right with some peppers and onions peppers and onions i don't know how i screwed up hello fresh but i did not like click the veggie option and so i signed in too late to change my meals and i got two like super meat heavy meals yeah it's painful it's painful when you know that's coming you know when i started keto the first time a couple of years ago i guess it was 2016 at this point right mm -hmm. no yes wow so holy i can't handle the passage of time i know i say this every other day but like what the hell 2016 that was our first disney trip yeah that's right because uh well okay no, so you hadn't started keto yet. 2017 you started keto in 2017 because so, 2016 was the first disney trip in and 2017 then, i was um you know, I, I, when I was like, I had heard about keto and there was a couple of people who did it and I tried it and it started working for me, but like I, it was really hard to sort of navigate like a supermarket. And it's like, if you ever wanted like anything that felt like a cheat or felt like, like you were having some snacks, it was like, you couldn't, they didn't make anything. It's like almonds you, or go kiss my ass. Like that was the, the choice. You were basically a vegetarian in the nineties where it's like, right. I guess I'll have tofu. Right. Yeah. But now you're a keto and it's 
everyone there's a goddamn aisle for keto like it's crazy i mean we went to like this like uh basically like a whole foods light um by by our house and uh there's an entire aisle for like chocolate uh and snacky stuff that is like keto friendly stuff and i went i grabbed a couple of things to try them and i'll tell you what folks most of that shit is disgusting i like the brownie bites i didn't like them as a matter of fact my sister mentioned she had brownie bites that were like that and she hated them really yeah she uh and i was like i hated them too it's really weird um but yeah it it seems to me like they put too much because what they'll do is they'll put cacao and then they'll mix it with like you know like um like coconut oil Mm. and then but then they put they'll put a sweetener right in it and the sweetener is where they go wrong because it tastes for a second like you're eating like the most delicious dark chocolate uh, peanut butter cup. And then like you eat it and you swallow it. And then like a second after you swallow it, like what's left on your tongue, it tastes like you dipped your tongue in like rubbing alcohol. Mm. It's like so medicine-y, so sort of, uh, I don't even know what you would call that flavor. It just doesn't taste like um, food. You know what I mean? It's just so not that. And so now I'm like, eh, I don't know. There was one of them. There's a thing called a fat bomb, which are things that we've made, you know, back in the day. But this was like a crispy one. And that one was very good. And they make like keto ice cream. There's this ice cream brand called Rebel. And I don't know what's going on with Rebel ice cream. I guess if you like freeze it and there's dairy in it and you put a little bit of sweetener and a little bit of this, it's like because it tastes cold and it's dairy, like it almost gets you there to Tricks where, you, the brain. where you don't have to put much sweetener in it i think rebel's great it's so good yeah aparna got us some cookies too i wish i could remember the name of those cookies they were keto cookies and they were they they had to be delivered they're sort of specialty cookies out of new york i'll figure out the name and i'll tell you guys next week and they were delicious there's a last last little keto snack speaking of cookies there is a brand of cookie called fat snacks i think it's s-n-a-x and they are like two cookies in like a sleeve and uh, though you've had a couple of those. Yeah, they're great. Put some they're, almond butter on oh those. Oh my God, they're so good. I got to basically, I think I would have to do is go on Amazon and buy like a, Order batch, them a batch of snack, a fat snack. Now, Gabby was listening, told us she's been listening to the pod. What up, Gab? And she said she brought up the uh, the old Popham Stickums episode. <laughs> yeah. How bad did you want to pop her when she was talking oh about Oh my them? God. And you know what? The Popums, the Stickums, you know, the Entenmann's Popums, they're the donut holes, folks. Yeah. We talked about them episode. for like 30 minutes a couple weeks ago. They, thinking about those was, that was a very tough moment because those are so good. There, I When she brought them up, literally my brain went, oh, that's right. The perfect food. Yeah, those things are so good. Like I would eat a whole box of Popums easily. I I did basically eat that whole box you brought home, and it made me constipated. But I enjoyed I enjoyed it while it happened. Well, with that note, let's. uh, Why don't we move on to our next topic, right? Yeah. Are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to take a break. I'm saying let's not even take a break. Let's no. You just want to seamlessly move into it. Let's seamlessly move. But if you're not interested in listening to us talk about this documentary about Britney Spears because you haven't watched it yet. I would be kind of like that if if it wasn't for me actually watching it last night. Uh, then we'll see you. We'll talk, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks but for listening. We're going to talk about this now. Um, so it's called Framing Britney Spears. And uh, basically, uh, what is it? Well, Britney, it's a little retrospective on her career, but it eventually focuses on the point in which her life kind of gets rocky. And uh, her father, Jamie Spears, uh, becomes a conservator for her livelihood and her estate. And Ashley, do you want to explain what a conservator is? He's basically in charge of her life. I mean, he decides who her doctors are. He decides where her money is spent. He decides what appointments she takes or doesn't take. It's um, it seems like a a pretty limited existence. And honestly, just learning about it really gave me the heebie-jeebies. And um, what's, you know, there's a reason why this happens uh, uh, sometimes in this country, why why somebody as a conservator. Um, Someone's not mentally fit. Right. So, so the definitions are, and they give it to you in the beginning of this, is if uh, a person who has money is uh, doesn't seem to be mentally fit to make the right decisions for their own estate, and not like, are they going to invest in the right things, but like... 
basically, are you afraid that this person who inherited a whole bunch of money is going to spend, you know, you know, throw it out the window because they just are not in a mental state to be able to handle money, period? That's number one. Or number two, uh, are, is this person easy? Could this person be easily duped? into giving their money away to somebody you know those are the two and it and it really does seem like uh if you're mentally capable to manage your own estate and that's kind of what it is and the documentary really goes over how britney entered the uh, mainstream media she was chewed up and spit out by publications media culture i mean freaking diane sawyer interviewing her being such a little I mean, let's get into okay, this I'm, in a second. So, so and, and so, then I'm sorry, Nick. Hold on. Yeah, it's okay. And then you see her go through all of this. The 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 really mistreatment, the abuse that our country and our culture and our media outlets put on Britney, and how we all ate it up. It's disgusting. And then. All of her personal freedom is taken away because she went through postpartum depression, basically, is what it looks like. She had a couple babies. Her husband was cheating on her and trying to get her full custody so that he could get child support because he wasn't going to get any sort of money from her because she had an ironclad prenup. And he made her go and it's fucked up. Yes. And uh, I I think that. uh And now her dad controls her life. Excuse me, she's 38 years old. Brittany is not mentally unfit. She had the most successful Las Vegas show of all time. She literally breathed life into Las Vegas again. She made Las Vegas cool for young people. Las Vegas was not cool before Brittany's residency. Sorry, it was lame. She made it cool again. She she came back so hard after her rough year, and yet she can't choose her own doctors? I, I'm furious. After we watched this documentary, I went down a deep rabbit hole. I was on the internet too late. It did cause me to have nightmares. I did join the Free Britney Reddit group, and I did sign up for the Free Britney newsletter. Okay? I'm Free Britney all the way. I'm texting friends, what can we do? I have one friend that's like, I guess we should go protest at the next hearing. I might do it. I, I, In California? I, I feel, yeah. I, I feel like we're watching someone's, we're, we, such a, a deep injustice is happening. And it has been allowed to happen for 12 years. It's disgusting. <clears throat> it's disgusting. And it would never have happened to a man. It would never have. This is the equivalent of locking up your wife because she's loony. Because you want to go and marry your mistress. Okay, this is the 1920s. And Sandra is going to get a lobotomy because she talked back too many times. That's what's going on. Isn't Sandra your grandma? Yeah, I was just looking for an old timey <laughs> name <laughs> to make the. Your grandma's not going to get a lobotomy, is she? No, oh, okay, I was just okay. saying, like back in the day, just making sure. Husbands, if their wife got a little too mouthy, mm. they'd put them in a mental institution. Yeah, she's hysterical. Yeah. Right? And Brittany, I, I just, it makes me want to vomit, Nick, when I think about what's going on. So you mentioned a lot here, and we'll pick through some of it, you know. Um, and uh, so I think you, you mentioned, you know, free Brittany a few times. If you guys aren't up on the Britney Spears stuff, you haven't seen it on the internet, you didn't watch this thing yet. Um, basically, there is a movement out there uh, that came from a hashtag which is hashtag free Britney and the movement is I think the reason why the documentary was made right I mean it got so big on the internet Um, and the movement is was sort of based on uh, super fans of Britney and a couple of podcasts um, specifically uh, revolving around her Instagram yeah her Instagram uh, seems and seemed at one point look like a kind of a cry for help Mm -hmm. I guess you would say I don't know if you've, I followed her on Instagram and uh, was pretty amused by what she was doing. It's a lot of dancing in her own home or in her backyard Um, uh, and very cryptic, I would say. There's, uh, she never um, explains anything in a caption, but people sort of started putting things together with her captions and deciding that I think she's trying to send us messages. She literally posted a picture of tea. A couple of days ago. That has to be tea, spilled the tea. 
that's what people are doing. Right. Um, like one is uh, where it's like a wall with a hole in it and it's just like try and break free if you can or some stuff like that. And you're like, oh, she needs to break free. Because before this documentary, um, she had not spoken ever about the situation that she was in aside from one time when MTV did a documentary on her in like 2007 or It was something. the first year of the conservatorship. Right. And she does say like, yeah, I'm really sad and I miss being able to control my own life. And then no one's ever been allowed access to her again, so, basically. So as far as it seems in the documentary is that she kind of entered this... In, as a way to see her children again, mm. right? So she married that guy, Kevin Federline. Scumbag. K-Fed. Do you remember? I forgot about this guy I until, I, until I saw this thing. Seeing um, his smug ass face in this documentary pissed me off so much. Yeah, so Kevin Federline was a backup dancer of hers and eventually- Thinks he's God's gift. And so they uh, they get married. They have two children and pretty quickly they get a divorce and um she starts you know what in the documentary uh basically tells us she had postpartum depression which you know that of uh, with a whole bunch of other crap that's going on in her life which is basically the media just literally goring her like hounding de destroying this woman's life there was a period from 2002 to 2000 Eight two thousand nine, where paparazzi were just swarming around these young women in such an inappropriate way. The fact that like there was nothing in the legal discourse, there's no sort of law that protected them, is really a failure on our system. Like these these f these videos and these photographs of them just being surrounded by hundreds of men with cameras, I gives me. Agita. Oh, Makes it's like a, it's like a panic a attack. I mean, the, the, the clips they were showing um, on this documentary were like horrendous. And that's these... happening every time you leave the house. Yeah, it's really tough. And it starts when she's 19 years old. You I know? can't even imagine. And so she has no privacy. She's um, her, you know, I mean, if you're our age or older or even a little younger, you remember how big Britney Spears used to be. I mean, she was the most popular person on the planet for two or three years, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she gets hounded like that in a really toxic time in, in our country. You know, a time before, you know, us like understanding that like celebrities also want privacy and, and maybe shouldn't be treated like pieces of garbage and it's also, not that we didn't understand that it's that we didn't care right and also the fact that now i think when a i think it you know maybe it's not but i think when a young woman is um kind of famous i i, I don't think we hound them like we used to this pop stardom here i mean the stuff that she was having to deal with as far as like the outfits that she wore and the flack, it seemed like everybody was really mad at Britney Spears for using her sexuality um, in an empowering way when she was, you know, first coming out. I mean, there was the, the Hit Me Baby One More Time was really what I think uh, her first footprint uh, in pop culture, and that was the schoolgirl outfit. You know, that was with the skirt and everything. And it seemed like it got a lot of religious people really pissed off and a lot of moms and and dads kind of uh, upset that that was what uh, their daughter was listening to. Just and, hordes and it, of the it's just the masses chanting, burn the witch right. forever and always throughout human history. And burn just, the witch. And really tabloids calling her a slut, basically. I mean, that's kind of how it. It, it was, and uh, and she had to deal with this from a very young age, and, and then I think eventually this took a toll on her, and it kind of made her go a little loopy, and uh, she had to spend some time in some facilities, some rehabs, which led to her uh, having her kids uh, uh, basically taken away from her. Well, he got full custody. Kevin Federline gets full custody of these things. And in order for her to uh, kind of right the ship and get some of these, uh, some custody and some being able to see her children sometimes, I think she had to enter into this conservatorship. And uh, ever since then, she has not been able to get out of it. Uh, I think we learned in this documentary that once you enter a situation like this where the, where the state has decided that, or uh, the state has decided that you're not going to be in charge of your own body and your own uh, finances, that um, it's 
next to impossible to reverse it. Um, and so ever since she entered this thing, you haven't really been able to get access to Britney Spears and Britney Spears hasn't been able to make any decisions uh, with her career. And it seems like livelihood at all on her own. So um, this movement has now brought a spotlight on this and Britney Spears is back in the public mind. People just kind of like myself. I mean, how much were you thinking about Britney Spears in the last decade at mm. all, really? She we would come up every now and then. I mean, I've, I definitely have followed her Instagram for a while just because I knew it was sort of erratic and that there was, there was joy there. But also I sort of had like a spectators, a voyeuristic sort of sure. thing with that. But I, I haven't thought about her in a while. I, I haven't thought about her since she shaved her head. Wow. Like that was when I, the last time I remember it being like a thing where I was like, oh, Britney shaved her head. What a nut job. Really? Which I've was, thought about her since then. I mean, I've, of course I've heard Britney Spears, but to me it's like, oh, Britney put out an album. Is she still doing music? Mm, like, mm -hmm. and then people being like, yeah, I heard she's kind of locked down with her dad. And it's like, oh, that's weird. Like I'm not researching, thinking right. she's not popping up. I'm not talking about her. I'm not seeing about her. You know, I'm not hearing any songs from her. Like there was a one song that, that got pretty popular kind of more recently from her catalog. And I like years after it came out, I found out it was a Britney Spears song. Right. Like, so it just wasn't like it used to be. Um, and, uh, I think now with the hashtag free Britney, she's back, you know, and, uh, I think, you know, the end of this documentary makes it look like there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. She's finally, uh, recognizing the people out there who are, you know, worrying about her and, and in this movement. And she actually has, uh, her lawyer puts out, you know, their statements when they, they've been going to court to try to get her father removed as the conservator and have somebody else kind of more of an impartial party, um, become the conservator. She realizes she's not going to get out of it. But um, that's what it says. I mean, it says in those doc, and you're looking at me crazy, but she says, like, I uh, remember they had that one lawyer. I thought her thing was like, if you're not going to revoke the conservatorship, conservatorship, I want a bank to step in to take care of the finance part. But she's still trying. She's still, she's definitely still appealing this. I, I, I mean, I, think I, I was, I was on the freebritney.net site for a while, and she is still appealing it to get, you know, full uh, control over her personal life. I th okay, but I think the main goal is to get her father removed from it. Is what it seems like. In the main goal is to get it taken away completely. Right, and I think it's a hard thing to do because you have to prove that you don't need it, and it's it's up to the conservatee to prove it, and that's like really hard because you have to prove it. And if you if you get close but no cigar, it stays the same. Something I thought that was really interesting that the documentary brought up is that in this situation. The person is paying for their lawyers, but they're also paying for their conservators' lawyers, and and so everyone is getting paid from this one person. So it makes it, it creates a system where you don't want to end it because so many people's paychecks depend on it. It's like right. its own business. It in is a, in a That's way. That's how it seems in this thing. I mean, there's a point where one of her, the one of the guys, this this uh, lawyer whose last name I couldn't believe his last it. name is Wallet. I couldn't believe his last name is Wallet, and uh, he. He is the partner with uh, her father, who's like the conservators in this deal. And he petitioned to the courts that he should he deserves more money from the Britney estate because the Britney estate is making uh, the Britney company is making a lot of money. And well, that wasn't really actually not to correct you. But the idea for that petition was that the Britney estate is in a position to increase its earnings exponentially over the next few years. And so then her fans were saying he is saying that Britney Britney is going to be working hard and making all of these moves with her career in the future. He's projecting a success for her. If she is capable of that, if they believe in that for her for the future, then why is this conservativeship still happening? Right. Um, I, I, you know, something I thought was really interesting, I walked away from the documentary thinking about was this particular period. I totally went on PerezHilton.com all the time. I read the, the uh, blogs. I looked at all the paparazzi pictures. And that's not something I do anymore. And I really think it is because of the introduction of Instagram. Because before, we only saw famous people 
in the in People magazine if they were doing a spread or on like a red car for a red carpet event. And then the paparazzi started showing us um, a glimpse into their real life, their personal life. And that felt incredible. But now I can pick up my phone. I get that whenever I want. I can just go to someone's Instagram. I can watch their stories. You know, sure, it's curated, but it, it is satisfying that need for into that that desire for intimacy with celebrities in a way that we didn't have before. So I think that is very, very cool. I also like I, I don't have many clear memories from high school. You know, I, I, I know it, I remember it in a blurry way, sort of, but I have a very clear memory. And this is something I kept thinking about while we were watching the doc. I have a very clear memory of coming home. It was a fall day, I think. Maybe that, that part's not so clear. <laughs> but I remember coming home. I remember getting the mail. I think I was a freshman and Brittany was on the cover of Rolling Stone. I remember standing in the living room and looking at that cover of my dad's Rolling Stone magazine and just like being like entranced by it. Do you remember the first time you saw that cover? And I'm talking about the one that was yeah. taken in her childhood home where she's got like a Teletubby in one arm and she's got a rotary phone and she's talking to it and she's laying in her bed and she's 16 or 17 in the picture. She's in her underwear. And I remember seeing that and being like, so punk. I mean, my head was shaved. I I was covered. I was wearing a class shirt. I couldn't care less about mainstream pop music. And I saw that picture and, and I remember thinking like, wow, this is something huge. This person is something I, huge. I know that the Rolling Stone cover and I had seen it when it came out, but I don't remember where I was when I saw it. But I do remember... um being like on the bus in sixth grade when hit me baby one more time came out and it i remember it being like people singing it like on like the girls singing it on the bus yeah and like being inundated with like that's like it really like my generation that like when you think back on like well, like, what do you consider, like, what your childhood was? Like, what were the thing, the big tenets of the, ch you know, if you grew up, if you were, like, you know, 12 years old in 1964, you're like, the fucking Beatles coming to America. Like, holy shit, that's all anybody ever talked about. I was obsessed with the Beatles. Like, in, you know, when I was 12, like, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13-ish, it was Britney Spears and in sync like mm. that was you know the big thing that was happening and mostly britney spears and then eventually christina aguilera and stuff like that but the pop boy bands and the pop star girls um like i didn't like t they talk in the documentary which is this is a little bit of a side but the fact that there was no girl pop stars really mm -hmm. at the time that britney was the first one it was all about boy bands boys 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 girls don't sell and she kind of broke that um, you know, uh, ceiling there. So, um, I like, if you were like to point at me and be like, what name one thing in your childhood that was like the thing in your childhood, I would say Britney Spears. Wow. So it's like, uh, it's, it, it was really sad to sort of see this story being told because it was very, the documentary is very much like a bio, you know, for a good portion of it. And then until they get to the part where it explains, you know, how she got into the situation that she's in or how it was brought upon her really. And so watching this, it, it kind of was a little heartbreaking for my childhood a bit because it was like, God, this is like uh, what, you know, I, I, I didn't realize that like she was just going to be like, this was the biggest icon that I could mm -hmm. think of. And it turned out to be such a tragic story. She was done so dirty. It felt like a childhood friend a little bit. Yeah. Like I did feel like when I see her and those old videos and like the old interviews TRL. and the TRL, I mean, there was nothing like when I came home from school. TRL was on and it you watched videos and they were ranked and it was a countdown and it was like they you know and then there's other people that me I didn't really like Britney Spears I knew all the songs you know my sister was a diehard fan she's you know five years younger than me so she's very impressionable 
and like could you know that's who you look up to she's a ba- fucking barbie she's a live barbie right so you're like oh my god she's a girl next door live barbie right and so you know my sister was really in, in her into her my sister we talked about it today my sister i forgot met her like during like the oops i did it again uh years wow um, my dad took her to uh you know where he worked which was abc when she was about to be on the view or whatever and she met her got an autograph and gave her like a picture she drew of her and then britney kissed her on the head and it's the whole thing and there's a picture of it and i was like wow that's like insane that's like he met fucking jesus you know what i mean like that's how big this person was so you know uh it was really heartbreaking because it did feel like a bit of like my childhood of like oh this is like such a huge slice of it and it just ended up to be so tragic it was like somebody you went to middle school with you find out you know went through something like this and so I don't know. There was like mixed. I felt like, you know, I was really interested in watching it. And then when I watched it really, and you were like crying the whole time, like it was really just like a sad depiction of like what we do to like certain, you know, what, what the media can, you know, chew you up in this country. And I think luckily because of Twitter and Instagram and, you know, just people, celebrity being demystified in that way. I just don't think that we do that to um i mean we do there are still people we do like if you're talking about like let's just say um you know uh ariana grande right and like her breakups with you know what whatever that you know that dude davidson pete davidson and then uh uh i'm 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 blanking on it but she had a boyfriend who, who died of a overdose and like we were so um you know like really like honed in on her personal relationships and yeah. stuff like that. And she is, I don't know how she how old she is. She's probably like 23 or something like that. So she's a huge pop star, but nobody can be as big in a singular way like you could be at one point in this country. And that's because we have access to so much. And because like, you know, the internet was around then. You know, we were we had AIM screen names and chat. But boards, like Ariana but- Grande, maybe she has like you know, 10 photographers waiting outside of the restaurant she's in, Britney Spears would have a hundred. Well, I understand. I completely understand that. I'm not even really talking about- No, I'm just agreeing with you is what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about the photographer aspect of it, but I'm talking about like, as much as you wanted to put her on like, uh, she, you can't be as big of an influencer as she was and like be- Britney. uh, Yeah, you just can't be that big anymore the 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 barrier has broken and now mm. a person who's not on TV and doesn't get a a, a platinum record yeah. can have a billion Twitter followers totally do you yes. know what I mean I hundred so percent like, know what you mean but the internet is the great equalizer right so yeah. normal people can have a taste of that that means so many more people have a taste of that that means that taste is a lot less strong right well you're not we have more options you know like you said you would come home you'd put on the TV Brittany would be there that yeah. was because and that was all you had you you didn't you only had the tv to yeah, put on i put on trl take it from me a guy who was a writer on the reboot of the trl show that came out three or four years ago that nobody watched and we found out really quickly that you can't do trl again because TRL's kids, over kids don't come home and pop on the tv and, and and they sure as fuck don't put on mtv so um it's uh it's 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 like a time capsule of my childhood this whole era it'll never come back again and uh it was just kind of sad that like really one of the pillars one of the the pillars of that time you know it kind of went down that way so are you prepared to um do the free britney movie britney um movement with me no Come on. I don't care that much. But, you know, um, I, I, I would love to, you know, this for this story to have a happy ending. I would love for Britney to come out. And the problem is she has put out albums and, you know, nobody really cares. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's a little bit, but she really she's not going to crack. Maybe I don't now. Think, I think you you don't care. But I think people I think her her last album what did very well. And I can't stress how incredible that las vegas residency was like to us we're like oh las vegas residency whatever she made she gave las vegas a facelift in a huge way like her residency was was such a hit and it it made it brought in a whole new chapter to las vegas like do you think that she would put out a a record and it would like you know like or like a, a single and it would compete with like let's say a drake single 
I don't know. I don't. Because I think youth prevails. Folks. Yeah, I, I agree with and, that. And it's and it's unfortunate that uh, it, it ended up like that for Britney. But I'm going to keep I'm going to keep up. Yeah, on all me that too. Stuff. Me too. Well, I guess that's the end of our podcast. So feels like the end. Hashtag free Britney, folks. Uh, um, we didn't even mention how shitty Justin Timberlake came off in this freaking Ugh. documentary. All um, the men. Oh, pretty bad. What about Ed, Ed McMahon? Ed McMahon asking if she could be he could be her boyfriend uh, while she was on Star Search and was six years old or whatever. She was 10, and it she just had like, gotten up there and belted this song so amazingly. And this is something that I remember. Like, this is something that older men do with little girls. Little girls will get up there and show amazing talent, and then instead of being like, wow, you're such a good singer, or like, wow, you sang and dance? You're so good at that. They just go, you have pretty eyes. But you do, Ash. You have gorgeous How eyes. How dare you? <laughs> Folks, that's the end of the podcast. Follow us on all platforms. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. I know we have not put up any of the February episodes. And yeah, there's a couple less days in February. So time is running up. But I swear, I swear, two will be up in the next few days. And I promise. Um, okay, guys, uh, listen to our recap on Thursday of the Challenge Double Agents. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.